Hello and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella and we are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. Um, <clears throat> this will be our last show of the year of 2023, which is crazy because I've been recording kind of nonstop since February. I, well, since January, because uh, I did record while I was in Italy. I went back and listened to uh, one of our more popular shows. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I have been doing the podcast since 2017, originally started with a friend of mine, and it was originally called X to the Zennial, uh, because I'm Gen X and she is a late millennial, uh, early millennial, I don't know, it, she's a Zennial, so right in the middle. <clears throat> and so one of the shows that is often downloaded and has been kind of since the beginning was the Anxiety, Loneliness, and Depression show. Uh, and so I went back and I listened to it today before I came on, and uh, it's a good show. Uh, the sound quality is garbage, but um, we were talking about how anxiety and depression can contribute to the sense of isolation and loneliness. Um, and certainly, you know, this week with clients, uh, I've talked to a couple, uh, you know, really great humans who were talking about how difficult it is to make friends as adults. And so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that um, and then integrate all the things that we've talked about in the last year, uh, which has been crazy to think that like it's been a whole year. <laughs> I've been back in New Mexico since March, uh, since March 13th. And, um, you know, really considering that this is the end of 2023 uh, and all the different changes and things that have happened. So I'm going to jump right in. I was listening to that uh, that episode. It's called Anxiety, Loneliness, and Depression. It's actually the second podcast that episode that we ever did. Um, and it's curious to me, it, it continues to be, that that is one of the most um, downloaded episodes. Uh, and I do recognize that uh, certainly people who struggle with anxiety and depression, of which I am one, and I have shared with you guys that, you know, at different points in my life, anxiety and depression have definitely been a thing. And I think I mentioned on one of the previous episodes that uh, from November 1st to February 1st is probably the hardest time of the year for me uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, not least of which is the holidays. Um, but it is one of those times when I recognize that I have to be extra um, conscientious of myself and my mood and how I'm talking to myself and how I'm taking care of myself um, because this is just historically a difficult time of year for me. And um, so going back and listening to that episode really made me uh, grateful that I had the opportunity to have that conversation with Kat um, and that humans still, you know, continue to struggle because they are listening to the episode regularly. Um, and so one of the things that she had mentioned was, you know, the cognitive and behavioral approach and I am a cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, my main uh, kind of therapy philosophy or counseling model is existential. Um, but we use cognitive behavior cognitive behavioral therapy as a tool often. Um, and so cognitive, meaning just your thoughts or cognitions, uh, and then behavior, the things that you're doing. And so one of the things that I had mentioned on that episode is when I am working with clients in general, uh, what I talk with them about is just being aware of their thoughts and their behavior um, without really making any changes. So initial appointment, you know, I kind of get to know the client and then 
um, then I ask them to start to be aware of what their thoughts and or behaviors are that are contributing to whatever challenge they're coming in with. Um, and it's, it's one of those ways that it increases their um, patterns of how am I doing this and what is it that I am contributing to or what is my part in this challenge. Now, that said, oftentimes people, when they are in a struggle or a challenge, either in their relationships or in their lives in general, it feels as though it's happening to you. Um, and so when we start to take that awareness of what is it that I am doing or thinking or how am I behaving, uh, then you start to recognize these are things I can control. These, you know, and as we've talked about, what we can control is our choices and our behavior. Um, and so it really does help them to start to recognize, like, in that awareness place of what is it that I am doing, right? What is it that I'm thinking about these things and what am I doing? Um, and so in that episode, we had talked about how, you know, especially when we are depressed, we don't necessarily identify it as depression right away. What we identify is that, like, I just don't have any motivation. I am just not doing anything um, positive for myself. Oftentimes, like, um, you know, our our general idea of self-care kind of goes in the toilet. Um, you know, I'm not feeding myself very much. I'm not spending time with other people. Um, maybe your environment is kind of reflective of what's going on in your brain. Um, and so when, when clients start to have that awareness, they're like, oh, well, these are the things that are happening. Okay, like, let's, let's take some inventory of those things. Um, and then obviously after that, those initial sessions, then we start to address things. Um, and obviously we're not going to change everything overnight, uh, but we are going to change things over time. And so as I was thinking of today's episode, I was thinking about all of the things that we have talked about, certainly in the last year. Um, and, and since I've been back, specific to uh, the year of detachment, really looking at what we are holding on to. And, you know, I've talked about like breaking our own hearts and uh, reacting versus responding and letting go and the gift of goodbye. <laughs> um, these are all episodes that we have had in the last year. Uh, it's interesting to think about how uh, certainly at the end of the year, we like to, uh, you know, really reflect on what this year has brought for us. And what I know to be true is it's usually a mixed bag, right? Um, there are a lot of great parts, um, I can speak for myself, that happened this year. Uh, and so there were some really devastating, challenging things that I did not anticipate. Um, and I have been able to kind of work through them. And so when we are recognizing, um, you know, maybe that we're not doing the things that we want to be doing or are not working out the way we want them to be working out, um, we can really get down on ourselves and we're focused on that scarcity or lack mentality of, I don't have the things that I want to have, or I don't, I'm not at the place that I want to be in. Um, and that can be really hard to get out of. And so again, with awareness, we start to go, okay, especially when we're talking to another human and, and in a therapeutic way, recognizing, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize that was my pattern and that's the thing that I'm doing. Um, I'm really grateful. And I talk about gratitude all the time in terms of being able to sit with people and work towards a place that they are managing things differently and using different coping skills, um, having boundaries and communicating their needs. 
um, it's, it is a process. Um, and so oftentimes when people think about the idea of going to therapy, it feels very overwhelming or intimidating um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, what I've heard more than anything is, like, oh, I don't want to have to talk about all this stuff. Um, fair enough. Like, you know, it's it's not the funnest to be able to be like, hey, uh, this is the shit show that is going on right now. Um, and it's not always a shit show, but I think we feel that way when it feels magnified, right? It feels much bigger. And when we are dealing with um, anxiety and depression, uh, and it, that has been our norm for kind of most of our lives, we just kind of take it for granted, like this is just how things are going to be and it's not going to get any better. Um, and it's not until they talk to someone else uh, who, you know, is willing to sit with them and just be heard. Like that's so helpful. Water. Um, I'm listening to, I'm listening to a couple of books right now, but one of them is the, uh, the covenant of water, covenant with water, covenant of water. Um, and so, uh, the narrator was talking about how often sometimes just being listened to is, uh, therapeutic. And I do recognize that that's definitely helpful. Um, in my own experience with anxiety and depression, uh, being able to talk to someone has definitely made a significant difference. Um, and so having the awareness of like, these are the things that are not maybe working out the way I want them to. Um, and I'm attached to, you know, the outcome of how it's supposed to be, uh, building that awareness of like, I haven't done these things or I don't even know what I like anymore. or I don't even know who I am. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, evolving into the next version of ourselves with grace and compassion, um, and patience. Uh, and I do recognize that like, oftentimes we are stuck in a position, a situation, a circumstance, um, and we don't know quite how to get out of it. Um, and even just moving forward feels like a monumental task. Um, often it's helpful to just do one thing, whatever that is. Um, you know, and, and I often Kat and I would talk about how, you know, for us, we would start the day with just like making our bed um, and then doing like hygiene things. For me, it's moving around. Like I get out of the bed, I uh, make the bed Im immediately. Um, and then I get ready for my run brush my teeth. Now I have to get ready, get the little ready and put his little coat on so that we can go for a run in the morning. Um, but even those tasks can feel overwhelming when you are struggling with grief or depression or anxiety. Um, and so rather than feeling overwhelmed with, oh, I've got to do all these things, just do the one thing. And that'll be the behavioral part of, okay, today we're going to clear off the kitchen table. Uh, today we're going to, um, you know, make it to work. I do recognize that for some people just holding it together and, uh, you know, doing the, the day-to-day -day tasks is hard enough. Uh, and especially this time of year, I do recognize that I have a lot of clients and just humans in my life that struggle, uh, not just with the time change cause it's dark and it's cold. Um, but especially with grief and with, uh, loss, Oftentimes this time of year really highlights the people that aren't with us anymore, um, either, you know, on the planet or, you know, because relationships or circumstances have changed and it does feel overwhelming. Um, and so that's why I talk a lot about like the holiday toolkit and having boundaries um, and, and being able to express your no and recognizing what your yes budget is 
because when you are struggling already just to do the bare minimum and then to have extra expectations on you uh, to show up to these events or these situations, um, it can feel even more monumentally difficult. And so recognizing that we do want to isolate sometimes. Sometimes we want to um, you know, keep ourselves safe because we are already feeling vulnerable and um, struggling just to engage in the life that we have for the things that we have to do, right? Gotta get up, gotta brush my teeth, gotta go to work, uh, gotta pay bills. Like those things can feel so overwhelming. And so it feels as though we have to isolate, that we have to, um, you know, take extra care. And so rather than being critical or, you know, listening to the asshole in your head that's telling you you're not good enough, you're not worthy, all the things, you know, using a little bit of compassion, using a little bit of kindness to yourself. Uh, I talk about self-talk all the time because that is where it starts. That is where our anxiety and our depression kind of lies is, um, both lies in a deceptive way, but also <laughs> it is seated in our our own brain and our own stuff. And it's not until we talk to another human and they are coming from this place of really reflectively saying, that's not very nice. You're not being very nice to my client. Um, I say to my friends often, be nice to my friend. Like they're going through a hard time. And so it's really important to really start to recognize again with that awareness of what is it that I am saying to myself? How am I keeping myself stuck in this really challenging circumstance? That said, nothing is going to change overnight. It Usually if it changes overnight, it's probably in a bad way. Um, not always, but really recognizing that you have the opportunity to change your choices and behavior. You really get to choose what you stay engaged in and when you stay or, feel, you know, you're feeling stuck, like, how can I, you know, find the momentum to move out of this circumstance or situation? Um, again, back to that episode of anxiety, loneliness and depression. Uh, what I talked about was reaching out to uh, your close people and people that you haven't talked to in a while. Often, you know, we've got friendships that we've had for years and years and years. Um, and we just, they kind of fall off cause we get busy. We've got things going on, you know, carpools and sporting events and all the things. Um, and so it's, it seems as though we've stopped engaging with, you know, with our friends and with the people that are closest to us. So it's an opportunity to, from a behavioral place, um, reach out and, engage with some of those people you haven't talked to in a while. I recognize when I have spent a lot of time by myself, um, I will schedule a lunch and I'll just, you know, reach out to a couple friends and be like, hey, what are we doing this week? I have a couple really close friends uh, and we get together once a month, which is really kind of awesome uh, because if they, if I haven't reached out, they will reach out. And so, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for us to connect and to really spend some quality time together not just to kind of rehash, you know, all the terrible things that are happening, but even just to connect and feel engaged uh, in our lives. When we feel overwhelmed, especially again, this time of year, um, it, it oftentimes people want to just like stay home and just be cozy because uh, it's cold outside, <laughs> which I totally makes sense. Um, or they feel overtaxed or overburdened by having to do, you know, extra social activities that can feel um, really burdensome uh, for some people. You know, I 
I am so grateful to have people in my life who are like, hey, you want to come to this holiday celebration? Uh, I really don't. And I'm really grateful for the invitation. Um, but at this point, I'm really pretty good with a no. And I'm like, you know, I, that's not going to be part of my experience. But thank you so much. Um, and what I have listened to and certainly heard is that um, my clients and my my friends and family are doing so much better with their boundaries. And, you know, they're they're really engaging their yes budget um, or their no and recognizing, um, you know, who is who is responsible or reflective in their no and who isn't. And so then they can they can be like, oh, that's not someone who's going to do good with my no. Um, But it is an opportunity to really recognize that when you set those boundaries, when you start to create that space and you're taking care of yourself um, and you're really checking in with you and like what you need. Uh, it's a lot easier to say, you know, I am going to keep myself safe and I don't want to engage in those things. Or I do want to engage in those things because I really miss spending time with you and I would really like to connect. Um, so that is one way to kind of combat that loneliness feeling of, of isolation. And then you can start to get those endorphins, get those mirror neurons going and start to spend time with the people that fill you up rather than the people that drain you. Um, And obviously, like, again, life is not happening to us. It is just happening. uh, And it feels often sometimes overwhelming because there's so many things happening, so many layers. Um, And so, you know, that that idea of talking to clients, especially adults who are like, I struggle with making friends as an adult. Absolutely. Um, It is challenging and difficult to connect with people when we have so much going on, when our plate is so full with, you know, job stuff and running kids around and grocery shopping um, and now holiday shopping, like it feels really difficult to then what am I going to bring to a friendship or connecting with another person? Um, And so recognizing that you have to take care of you first and touch base with who you are and how you're feeling. And then you can have the, you know, build the capacity to engage with other people. Um, But when you start to recognize when you are maxed out, looking at what in that, um, you know, uh, full circle of things that you are doing, what can you eliminate or reduce or change? Um, it is not as easy as just going, I'm just not going to do those things. Um, because like, <laughs> we're all given the choice. It might not be, you know, I'm not going to go to work today. Uh, and that's fine. I think that's actually really helpful to recognize that mental health days are important. Um, certainly in this country and, and in the uh, capitalist system that we live in, um, going to work feels like an absolute necessity. And it is, for sure. Um, so recognizing that that might, not, that might not be the one. Um, you know, those social engagements definitely can, can be reduced if that's what you choose to do. Um, you know, limiting the very busy schedules of our children, uh, also something that can be modified. Um, but recognizing like, how are you honoring and taking care of yourself? How are you making sure that you are rejuvenating or, or replenishing your social battery? Um, I had a conversation with a a teenage client, uh, this week and I'd love that they know the language, right? They're like, Oh, my social battery is this. And, uh, you know, when talking to my parents or my grandparents, they don't always understand. And so really, you know, being able to recognize what your social battery looks like, what your capacity is, 
for uh, social engagement, especially this time of year, because it can feel very overwhelming. Um, I really try not to do any retail shopping um, from like all of December and maybe the end of November, um, just because for me, it's super overwhelming. And I'm so grateful for uh, online shopping because I don't have to do that if I don't want to. Um, I do recognize that like a lot of us really do find joy and uh, love this time of year and love to decorate and love to spend time with, you know, their loved ones and all of those things. And I am super grateful that they have that opportunity. But when it starts to feel overwhelming, when you don't have the you know, social battery to engage, you get to choose and recognize how you're going to use that yes budget, what you're going to do for yourself. Oh, so many things. Um, as we come to the end of the year, uh, what I'd like to talk about just quickly before we start into 2024 is reflecting on the ways that you grew this year, the ways that you started to become aware of how you're talking to yourself, what you're doing for yourself and how you are, you know, showing that kindness and compassion. And if that's something you need to work on, um, because how we talk to ourselves is important, um, but it does give us the opportunity to then start to love ourselves better. And as I continue to do the writing and workshops, we've got new workshops coming up next year. Um, the loving better is actually going to be a thing. And I'm so looking forward to that. Um, being able to share that with you guys. Um, and hopefully the book will be out in early spring. And then I get to go to all the places where the podcast is listened to regularly um, and to be able to engage uh, with the larger community. I'm so grateful. Um, regularly, I do often say that I am grateful for uh, the humans in my life that take time to listen to the podcast, uh, to reach out to me on Instagram or social media, um, or just, you know, make an appointment and come in and see me. Like, I I realized recently, water, how much I missed um, seeing clients. Uh, I had a new person come in this week. Um, and at the end of that session, I really felt good about my job. <laughs> I mean, I often feel good about my job, but I really felt good about... Um, the work that I do. And I know I share with you guys often that I feel really grateful and love having the opportunity to work with people when I do. And I am very grateful. Um, but it's really nice to come out of a session and feel like I'm doing something uh, positive and I'm able to reflect, um, you know, and, and give people tools to be able to do life, to do their life um, better. It's, it's a nice feeling to have. And I, I didn't get into this work. Um, a lot of times people will come into being, you know, therapists or counselors or whatever, because they want to help people. And I did like that. <laughs> I did not want, I did not not want to do that. Uh, but that wasn't my motivation. Like truly, I wanted to um, be able to educate and uh, hold space. And I don't, uh, I don't believe that I cure anybody. That's they're not. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, but I do hold space and give them tools so that they can then fix their own lives. Um, and so I'm I'm really grateful for those opportunities. And so, like I said, I came out of that session and I was just I was just grateful. Like I'm I recognize that this is the work that I'm supposed to be doing. And as I share things with you on the podcast um, and certainly in my blogs and 
in the book that's coming out and in the work that I do, um, it's taken me a long time, like years, to figure out that this is the path. Um, and it started with that awareness. You know, I talked last time about how I had worked in early childhood development uh, in, in childcare um, to really get to this place. And, um, you know, I, I have talked with clients and I've gotten some great feedback recently um, that people feel more engaged in their life and uh, they are able to do things from a place of kindness and compassion with themselves to then be able to engage in their life in a positive way. That is the highest compliment for me. That and what would Stella say? <laughs> Often clients are like, I heard you in my head and I remember that we talked about this thing. Uh, that's why I made the stickers. It's a reminder, you know, to check your facts, to trust yourself, to um, control what you can. Uh, and you are entirely too cute for jail. Those things are true and real. Um, but I'm, I'm, I continue to be humbled uh, that this is my path and journey um, and that I get to share it with you guys, hopefully giving you uh, some tools and skills and insights. And so as I was listening to that early podcast, um, recognizing that what Kat and I had started four years ago now, uh, it'll be five years in July, that, you know, creating this you know, platform to be able to share information has been a really cool journey. Um, and certainly, you know, traveling and, and going on the journey that I went on last year, just to be able to expand on that and, and do those things. Detaching from the outcome, recognizing today I've got people listening and watching and I'm grateful. Um, and people continue to check out the podcast um, and read the blogs and, you know, schedule appointments, all the things. Um, but they are also engaging in their life. They are also working through their challenges, their struggles, their circumstances, and they're doing the best they can with the tools and skills that they have. And I recognize that the human experience is not something that is easily traversed through, uh, but it can be done. It has been done for millennia, like human beings have been, you know, struggling through life um, with the abilities that they have. And certainly that, you know, we come from these families, these people who show us tools and skills and do the best that they can. I'm often grateful, um, you know, to be able to be part of the narrative, uh, part of the healing journey for my clients, for my family, for my cousins, for my people, um, you know, that people trust me to talk about those things. So as we reach the close of 2023, which is insane when I think about it, um, I want you to reflect on what you're grateful for. I want you to think about the things that have gone well or the surprises that happened that, you know, you were not expecting um, and to recognize that you guys were able to get through really difficult things, challenges that you didn't even think that you could and then you did, recognizing that that goes then in the fact list of things that you're able to do, skills that you have, whether or not you talk to a therapist or not. Um, you know, I, I know that we are all doing the best we can, uh, just trying to get through uh, the circumstance that is our life. Um, and so take a deep breath and thank yourself because you got to this place and I'm really proud of you. Um, that is the end of our show. That is the end of 2023 and I will see you next year. Uh, probably stop back the second week of January. Um, but I will have a show then. Not going to be here next week. 
probably not the following week. And so taking two weeks off and then I will be back. Thank you so much to everyone who's listening all over the country and all over the world. I am humbled and grateful and I will talk to you soon. Take care. All right, we have ended the video and I am ending the podcast. If you get an opportunity um, and you haven't listened to it, uh, Anxiety, Loneliness, and Depression, it's the second episode um, of Exodus Zennial and certainly my podcasts. It's the one after Flagship. Um, it continues to be just a positive and, and uh, popular <laughs> download. So check that out. Thank you again to everyone who's listening all over the country, all over the world. Illinois, you're doing great. Texas, California, Pennsylvania. Um, I am grateful that this podcast and this platform continues to reach so many lives and so many people. If you want to get a hold of me, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. Have a great holiday season, and I will talk to you next year. Take care.